It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. Can't be in Chicago? Premier Streaming Network has you covered. Visit StarCastOnPremiere.com and get daily access or save with the weekend bundle. Get all past StarCast, the upcoming wrestling showcase event, as well as thousands of hours of content from your favorite promotions and stars. And two months of Premier Plus for free. Order now at StarCastOnPremiere.com. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com. Monthly mystery crates for diehard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today. as a tourniquet like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back with another episode of The Snake Pit. And you know who I'm here with. It's the Hall of Famer, pop culture icon, master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. How you doing, brother? I'm doing wonderful, man. I can't wait to get on this today. It's my favorite thing to do. Brother, I love, I love these love answering two. these questions. They're an absolute blast. We put it out there on social media again for our 10th edition of Ask Jake Anything, and your fans delivered, brother. It's a staple here on the show uh and we're putting them in the driver's seat so if you're ready to dig in we can get moving roll on my brother he's he's drinking his coffee folks we are gonna have a yeah. good one today he's gonna be up 
Um, <laughs> Diamond J is first. If you were the head booker of AEW, what would be some of the storylines and feuds, and who are the main guys you would depend on for a good product? Oh, my God. A lot of talent. That's a hell of a question there. Yes. Well, Omega, Brian. But as far as storylines as things go, I don't know this. Lance Archer would be involved. Oh, for sure. You know, he would definitely be pushed. Yeah, that's just a that's a that's a huge question to answer. And it would be one that takes time. Yeah, storylines. Yeah, I can give you storylines, but uh let's sit down and look at this. You know, ever since you put it out there on uh, on our podcast before that you would like to, you know, get the pencil or at least book like 15 minutes of the show per week, yeah. uh, you know, the fans have been talking about it online where they're like, yeah, I want to see what Jake comes up with. So, man, it's uh, I, I think you've certainly got a lot to offer, especially if you get an opportunity to sit down, think about it, maybe have a cigarette or two while you're yeah, pondering man. it. And Smoke like, a joint. Smoke a joint, or how about our new sponsor, Fume? You try them? Yeah, man, I'm doing it, man. I'm telling you, it's helping me. I got it right here. Yep. I love this little gimmick. Dude, it is fantastic. I, I got it, too. They've got some awesome flavors, a big variety. I couldn't be happier with the product, man. Oh, man, that's sweet. Uh, we'll hammer on to the next one. Crazy Doxy Lady asks, as a manager, what would you do to help Griff Garrison overcome his association with the now defunct Blondes and the comparisons to Jungle Boy? They need to take a long, hard look at him because he's got the look. Uh, he's a great guy to be around. Mm -hmm. So I can't see him being hard to deal with. Uh, it just It's just something that's going to take time. You know, you got to focus on these people. You can't put them out there one week and say, okay, show us what you got and expect a whole lot of anything. Right. It just doesn't work that way. You got to put him in situations where he has to get over. That takes time. Mm -hmm. It also takes talent. You got to feed him somebody. I mean, uh, you can't work your way up the ladder without beating a few people. That's it, too. And, yeah, I mean, I certainly see the potential in the kid. Tall, great look, uh, very athletic. I think maybe he just needs a, a good storyline, probably a good storyline away from, you know, breaking through. Right, exactly. In a singles match, uh, he'd, be, he'd be fun to work with. I hope to see more out of him here in the near future. Steve Cohen is up next. What was your experience with Big John Studd? I've heard in several interviews that he was not liked by Andre the Giant. We, we called him Big John Dud. <laughs> <laughs> any, any reason? Is he dull? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was thick. You know? I love the guy. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I had no problems with him. Uh, you know, he made a big mistake whenever he said what he did about Andre, being a freak. He did an interview where he called, said Andre wasn't a giant. He was a freak. Oh boy. And uh, Andre took offense to that, and that was it. The shit hit the fan. And every time Andre got around him, he just beat the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> it was horrible, man. Hell, when we did that damn match in Atlantic City, you know, and he was the referee. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, I, I was hoping I didn't get hurt 
because Andre hit him so hard, his body exploded. One of his body parts hit me or something. <laughs> you know, Jake Roberts killed by a kidney. You know, <laughs> what a headline! They come flying off of John Studd. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not good to be on Andre's good side. I mean, Iron Sheik experienced that. Randy Savage experienced that. Uh, Randy was scared to death of Andre, and rightly so. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, you know, I I had an experience with Andre that wasn't good. We uh, we had just done the thing where he was scared of the snake. And our first match was in L.A. And we got in the ring, and he absolutely guzzled me. Oh, boy. He hammered me. He guzzled me. Didn't give me a fucking thing, man. 15 minutes of me getting my ass kicked. Well, it was so bad that when I got to the back, the agents are standing there going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, looking at me and I'm fucking mad as shit going, fuck this shit. I'm not playing this fucking shit. I'm not doing it. So I, and I said, where the fuck is he? And they said, well, he's in his dressing room. He's not, You're not going in there, are you? You fucking right I am. <laughs> So I fucking went in there and I was so angry. I said, Andre, what have I done to you? My God, I'm, I'm hoping that we can actually draw some money with this thing that we're doing. And you set it up perfectly. And then we go out and you do that. You just ate me from head to toe, chewed me up, spit me out. The fucking people are, the fucking people are feeling sorry for me just for being in the ring with you. I said, we can't do that. I'm not going to do that. If that's the way it's going to be, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And he looked at me and just said, okay, boss, we're good. Wow. It was a test. He was testing me to see if I'd fucking stand up for myself. I mean, that's got to be intimidating. I, you know, oh, brother, you have no idea, man. I'd go to throw a punch and he'd catch my punch in his fist like a like a baseball mitt, <laughs> you know. And fuck, it hurt too, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you were pretty well established by this point in your career, but just for full context, like Andre is already a legend at this point. Oh yeah. So so like coming to him, bursting into his dressing room, kind of being confrontational with him. Yeah, man. Real balls, man. Well, I figured I could outrun him. <laughs> You definitely had that advantage. Yeah. And I already made up my mind that if we were going to continue like that, I wasn't fucking doing it. I'll just get out of the fucking ring and walk away. Because we're not giving them a show. We're giving them shit. Mm -hmm. And that was that was my, my whole thing. That, hey, those people weren't fucking entertained. They're disgusted. Yeah. Now, so, do, you, do you think that if John Studd had uh, confronted Andre about his behavior, it would have changed anything? Sure. I think you, if you went to him man to man, you know, and said, you know, been straight up, hey, I said something really fucking stupid, Andre, and I'm really sorry. But he didn't. Man, it makes you wonder about all the people that he had issues with. Like, maybe he just wanted people to prove, like, hey, look, you know, I'm going to treat you like I'd treat anybody else. You had to earn his respect. 
if you earned his respect, you 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 were okay. Uh, Weapon X is up next. Did you ever work with Chris Benoit, and what did you think about his ring work? Chris Benoit was one of the best there was, without a doubt. Uh, that story is so sad for so many different reasons. Yes. You know, and uh, it's, it's very ugly. I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. But the Chris Benoit I knew, the one that I had talks with and, and uh, was around, was a sweet, good, great wrestler, good man. I did, when that shit went down, I was in such a shock. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was trying to think of some way what happened. Who who got who else was there? Right. You know? Uh, and the God, speculation I, because of that impression of Chris Benoit that everybody had, the speculation yeah. was like, well, it had to be murder. There's like no other yeah, like somebody absolutely. broke into the house and killed him. And murder. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought for sure. And then to come out like it did, we don't really know, do we? Right. You know, so uh Everybody thinks that they've got a pretty good idea how it went down, and it's awful no matter how you slice it. But oh my god! But geez, it's uh, and uh, I would assume because of your relationship with Kevin Sullivan uh, that you knew yeah. Nancy pretty well too, yeah. right? Yeah, man, I knew Nancy very well. You know, it was, it was a horrible thing that went down, man. Gosh, just such a tragedy. Um, oh. and, you know, a lot of people have a hard time watching Chris Benoit's matches to this day because of what happened. I know that me personally, it's I can kind of separate it and say, like, man, he's a hell of a worker and watch those matches yeah. and enjoy them. I will yeah. say, though, when he gives that flying headbutt with what we know about CTE and the yeah. condition of his brain, it's like, oh, man, that's hard to watch. Yeah. That's what did it, bro. It's, know, his, his brain was fucking scrambled. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we see those movies about CT or documentaries about it and just how traumatic it can be. And it's man, that shit is frightening, especially for guys like, you know, like you and, and all the other veterans who, you know, had countless concussions. Damn right, man. I mean, I went and did the test and stuff, you know, and uh, we figured out that I had at least three concussions a year. Wow. Well, that's bad. That's real bad, considering that I wrestled for 30 years. Yes. That's 90 concussions. My God. So what's my brain look like? You know, well, and I, I've often wondered, you know, I, now that I'm getting to that age where things are starting to get kind of funky and weird, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I push a button, but nothing came on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was struggling there for a while talking because I had not talked a lot. And uh, doing this program has helped me to get to where I'm, I'm, I'm talking. And uh, But, yeah, yeah, I'm scared to death what's going to wind up, you know. I mean, I, I look, you know, in the next five or ten years, what's my brain going to do, you know? Well, let me see. If Jake. I'm here. 
Let me say you are you are sharp as attack here, and I'm glad that we're doing this podcast. Not just because it's fun, but also because it's you know not only does help me. Right, it helps you. It establishes or it helps to reinforce your legacy. So there's a lot of good that comes out of doing this podcast. Certainly, oh yeah. But but let me say it's. I mean, you know, guys were certainly getting worse and worse. uh, You know, even in the years prior to you, and a lot of them lived nice long lives and stayed sharp as attacks. So I get the feeling, Jake, with how sharp you are, that you're going to be fine. I hope so, man. I mean, I dread thinking about the possibilities. You know, I mean, uh, whew. Well, there's, look, there's some ugly ones out there, man. There are. And I've, really been, is, I've been around a lot of the guys, and uh, certainly some of them, I won't name any names, but certainly some yeah. of them show signs of that. Oh, yeah. Um, and you are not one of them, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for we'll that. We'll see. <laughs> well, you're doing we great. Shall see. You're doing great so far. Uh, Alan Scuzzy Bacula said, "What was the first car you got once you were getting paid well and could choose what you wanted?" So, Jake, did you make a big expenditure and get a fancy car? Oh yeah, I went and bought a Pontiac Diesel. Hell yeah! What a fucking mistake that was. Oh no! Why? What a piece of shit. <laughs> I'd drive it for a week and it'd be in the shop for a week. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, it no. was horrible. I could never get the damn thing fixed. Uh, I'm going to tell you, tell you what I did. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty ashamed that I did it now. But at the time, I was just trying to get rid of the damn car. I thought, man, I got to get rid of this fucking thing because, I mean, it was killing me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in the shop for a week. You gotta, you know, you couldn't. I couldn't depend on it for anything. You know, and the last thing you want to do is put three guys in a car and take off, and you know. <laughs> so there had been some break-ins to cars and a lot of damage done to cars in my uh, apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So I thought what I would do was I would pour five pounds of sugar in the fuel tank. That'll do it. And uh, let it lock up and then blame vandalism. Vandalism. That way I can get rid of the car. So I did it and I drove it and it broke down just the way it's supposed to. Uh, The insurance people and the uh, car people took the car. They analyzed it and said, well, there was nothing in the fuel tank. We did that first. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I put five pounds of fucking sugar in there, motherfucker. Don't tell me, don't tell me there's nothing in the fuel tank. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, man, they told me, no. We checked the fuel tank and there was absolutely no, no foreign substance in the fuel. Oh, my God. I'm like, you lying motherfuckers. Can you believe that shit? There is no way that they wouldn't have detected it either. So right. I got stuck shit. with it, man. I got stuck with it. I had to pay for that fucking thing to be fucking fixed. Oh, oh my God. A new engine. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, fuck, man. I finally just said, fuck it. You can have the fucking car. I don't give a shit. I'm not paying for the motherfucker. No more. And I said right then, I said, you know, you can't fuck with the insurance people, brother. They will fuck you to death. 
<laughs> Damn. So what'd you do? Just try to sell it, scrap it? Yeah, I just told told Pontiac to keep it. Yeah, fuck I, it. I wasn't gonna pay for an engine. Just get it the hell out of your hair. Like six thousand dollars to replace the engine. Nope. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking do it. The car's fucking brand new. <laughs> oh my god. Some asshole put sugar in there. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, guys, we're going to hit pause on the podcast real quick to talk about a sponsor who's here for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So, treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code SNAKEPIT for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, I cannot stress enough the importance of finding a routine when it comes to grooming. It's not something we want to do all the time, but it's something we need to do for our own confidence and for the sake of our significant others. Thankfully, Manscaped makes it easy, affordable, and fun. Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, anti-chafing boxers, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while you're traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave in the shower and eliminate that mess. Manscaped does more than just shaving too. With the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, you can completely reform and upgrade your shower and hygiene routine. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all the bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code SNAKEPIT. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Um, Robert Vaughn is up next. 
what was Earthquake like behind the scenes? He played such a convincing heel. Curious to know what he was like as a person. Did you get along with him? He was absolutely fabulous to get along with. A gentle giant for sure. And boy, ain't we glad because he could kick some serious ass if he wanted to. Yes. You know, I was uh, amazed and shocked when I found out how long he had been in the business. How long? He had just gotten in. Really? Yeah, he was he was a rookie. And then I go out and do this angle with him. That's the first angle he'd ever done. And I thought he's I thought he'd been working for 10, 15 years. To find out that he was a fucking rookie shocked me. Shocked me to no end. Man, and and what a legit badass too. He was like an actual oh, yeah. sumo wrestler. Yeah. Just a big dude. Yeah, I remember uh, one night in uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Mm -hmm. We had spent about 10 hours trying to get there. Two or three different flights for everybody. Everybody was just fucking beyond fucking burnt, stretched out, whatever. And a few of the guys had started drinking oh boy. early. And one of them was Haku. And Haku challenges Earthquake to fucking sumo match in the locker room. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. <laughs> they Who were slapping over? the dog shit. I went to a draw. My they God. were fucking beating the shit out of each other, man. I couldn't fucking believe it. I mean, in a shoot, like if those two decide this was serious business now at throwing down, who, who are you putting your money on? Haku. Gotta be, right? Yeah, he, he's he's beyond badass, man. He, he hurts you so many different ways. I heard a story recently about him getting into a dust-up in a bar and it took something like seven police officers to Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, I was there when he bit the guy's nose off. I mean, when you see a, a coworker bite another human being's nose off, yeah. I mean, it, what is what is the reaction from you? It took just that long for him to bite the guy's nose off, and he spit it in the floor and said, "I move your face." <laughs> he told the guy twice, "Move your face," because oh, the guy man. was it got nose to nose with him and was talking shit. You know, you fucking wrestler suck dick, motherfucker. Y'all don't belong in this fucking bar. It's not your fucking bar. Get the fuck out. Move your face. I told you, cocksuckers, we don't want you in here. The women don't want you in here. The guys don't want you in here. So get the move your face. Get the fuck. Ah! <laughs> and the, you know, he, he moves his hand and only sees two holes. Oh, God. Or a sinus cavity, you know? He's been his whole fucking nose off. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, for your end, you just witness uh, something hideous, oh. like out of a horror movie while you're at the bar. Is it like, well, I'm going home? Or you're like, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like uh, I think I'm going to get one more beer and leave, if you don't mind. <laughs> Can I have a beer, please? I asked for, I asked for a beer. They threw a six-pack at me, man. Just whatever. Get all these people out of the yeah. damn bar. Oh, fuck, man. Dude. That was in... bad news. All right. One time we were in Montreal. We were walking down the street. And this cop fucking yells at us. 
and fucking Haku just snatches him and body slams him. A cop? Yeah. <laughs> body slammed the motherfucker. And we just kept walking. <laughs> I mean, like, nobody is safe around this guy. Like, oh, no. no. <laughs> well, uh, another time, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Funk. Uh, Jimmy Jack? Uh, Jimmy Jack Funk, yeah. He gets with fucking Haku. They fucking get into it. And Haku fucking jerks his fucking eyeball out. Oh. Now his eyeball is hanging down like to here. Mm -hmm. Swinging. <laughs> and he's bent over and he's like, hey, Jake, so fucking weird. I can see the ground and I can see you standing way over there. This is really fucked up, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, your fucking eyeball's out, man. <laughs> and he was like, uh, Jimmy Jack was just unfazed, like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Holy but at shit. least Haku was nice enough to put him back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, he fucking grabbed him in the headlock and just fucking shoved that shit back up in there. What a gentleman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking ran to my room and fucking cried. <laughs> I mean, I'd be throwing up or something like that. Is oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, man. man. All right. Haku, probably even to this day, folks, just don't fuck with him. Just leave don't him alone. fuck with that motherfucker, man. <laughs> Hell no. You'd lose a body part for real. No shit. Billy Dallas is up next. How was your relationship with One Man Gang? And what did you think about him becoming Akeem? I love one man gang, man. He's a good friend. I've heard uh, a lot of the guys say that he's just a salt of the earth guy. Yeah, he, he's uh, about as level as you can get. Quite witty. Um, know his wife very well. Uh, yeah, I've been friends for a long time. Worked with him. We had We had great matches, no problems at all. But when he turned Aki, <laughs> it blew my mind. Because he pulled it off. Yeah, he was weirdly kind of good at it. Yeah, he was. Uh, he made it happen, man. Aki, the dream, and fucking all the fucking body movement and shit. <laughs> the African dream, a clear yeah. like shot at Dusty Rhodes, was it not? Oh yeah. Dream, the African dream. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of worked. And him with Slick, it was just like, hey, okay, I buy it. Yeah. It's got yeah, like a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> um, My Pain Runs Deep, well, that is a wild name, says, other than your own, what was or is your favorite gimmick of all time? Hmm. Wow. It's got to be Akeem, right? No. <laughs> Undertaker? That's probably pretty close. You know, Undertaker or... Uh, <clears throat> what's his name in WWE? Uh, Your generation? No. Bray Wyatt? Yeah. He's got yeah. a fascinating one. Yeah. Or at least did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that shit they were doing with the, the creep 
face yeah. in the Firefly Funhouse. It was good. Yeah. Uh, it made you think. He made you think about what the fuck is going on, man. It, it was interesting. You know, it's very interesting. And, uh, yeah. That would be probably my two favorites, I guess. They're good ones. Paul Orlando is up next. Was Jake there when Coco Beware got into a fight with Jim Troy, or what did he hear about it? I wasn't there, man. Uh, I just heard they got into it. That's all I ever heard. You know, I know it cost Jim Troy his job, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't there, and uh, I had better things to do. Um, what Were you friendly with Coco Beware or Jim Troy? Uh, Coco a little bit. I don't know that I've heard great things about Jim Troy over the years. Did you have no. any kind of relationship with the guy at all? He was, he was pretty, uh, you just thought his shit didn't stink. You know, he was, uh, co- he was cocky. Okay. You know, and that's not something you want to play on us. No, not with a bunch of guys that are pulling motherfuckers' eyes out and shit. No. <laughs> Probably don't want to be too cocky. No. Um, Richard J. Conroy up next. What's your opinion of Gary Hart? You spent a lot of time with Gary? Yeah, he was pretty weird, man. <laughs> what made Gary, him so weird? I don't know, brother. Genetics. I don't know. He, he, was, uh, he was out there, man. I wasn't around him that much, and I'm grateful that I wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he did some shady things to people that were around him. So Really? Yeah, yeah. I heard one story where uh, he was taking part of Muda's money. Oh, no. Yeah, and uh, nobody knew it. Yeah. That's pretty shady. Um, yeah. You know, a dude who's still recognized as one of the great managers of all time. So, you know, performance-wise, yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Just maybe not as great as a dude. Yeah. Hey, guys. Eric Bischoff here. And just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks quite a while now. About all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. On the debut episode of Making the Town, Blue Meanie takes us through the memorable matches and moments of the famed ECW arena, including one that was never seen. Something very special happened after the power went off. Uh, Paul Heyman went out into the ring and spoke to the crowd without a microphone. And the crowd just stayed quiet and listened. And he gave the most heartfelt thank you to that crowd that night. And, uh, the biggest shame of it is there's no footage of it because the power went out. On an all-new Tuesday with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan talks about what some of the greatest factions of all time have in common. Four horsemen, four guys, mm. when they're the strongest. NWO, four guys when they're the strongest. And then Bloodline, four guys. But they also had a manager, each one of them. JJ, Eric, and Paul E. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Uh, Mikey Valentino asks, can you tell the story of almost dying in a car with Jim Duggan? I don't think I've heard this one, Jake. Oh, that was easy. That wasn't dangerous. Oh, okay. What what happened? We were driving down the road smoking a joint, and uh, all of a sudden Duggan starts speeding up. I'm like, hey, dude, you better lighten the fuck up. You know, he's doing 80. He's doing 90, 100, 110. I'm like, Jim. What the fuck are you doing, man? You just got busted about six months ago. You trying to get us pulled over again? He's like, it's not me. It's your fucking snake. What? And I looked over there, and sure enough, the snake had gotten out of the bag. It come up underneath the seat. It had wrapped itself around the gas pedal and the brake. Holy shit. So when Jim tried to put the foot on the brake, the snake tried to bite him in the nuts. Oh my yeah. So he, Jim slowed down to about 70 and crawled out of the seat <laughs> <laughs> and, and left me up there with the fucking snake in the car. <laughs> so we finally got pulled over and we both jump out. We're mad as fuck, man. Both jump out grab the bag out of the back seat. Now we're trying to get the fucking snake loose and he's not wanting to come loose and we just start jerking on him, man. And he's a mad son of a bitch, man. It took about 10 minutes of us jerking on him to get him cut to let loose and come out. I grabbed the fucking head, man. He's got his mouth open trying to bite me. I shoved the fucking snake in the bag, tie the bag off, throw it in the back seat. We hop in the car and drive on. We get about 10 miles down the road and cops like, fuck, man, what the fuck? So the cop comes up and we get out of the car because we've been smoking and we don't want him to smell the car. Mm-hmm. And he told us, just hold on, boys. Hold on right there. Y'all just get out of the road. Says I, I pulled off, pulled you over because I gotta know something. What's that? Do you have a thirty foot anaconda in your car? <laughs> what? Do you have a thirty foot anaconda in your car? It's an easy question. You got an answer? I said yes, sir. I got an answer. I said uh, it's not an anaconda. It's a python, but he's not thirty feet. He's only about fifteen. <laughs> And he said, okay, that's all I was wanting to know because uh, 
we got a got a phone call from a restaurant about 10 miles back, and they said that two great big hairy guys was fighting a 30-foot anaconda on the side of the road. <laughs> and evidently, we were right in front of a fucking restaurant and didn't even know it. <laughs> Can you imagine being in that restaurant, eating, and look up, and then see two fucking guys fighting with this fucking huge-ass snake? Two, like, huge guys. You guys yeah. are both really big, and you're out yeah. there fighting. That would be just a wild scene. Yeah, it was, man. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, I didn't know that story and you delivered on yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we'll get to a few more and I'll let you go, Jake. Tim Eggers asks, did you ever see the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke? And yes, what did I you did. Think? I thought he did a phenomenal job, man. Uh, I mean, that story was my story. Yes. It was about me. They just didn't want to pay me. <laughs> 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 Motherfuckers. <clears throat> now, did Mickey ever reach out to you? Yes, he did. Yeah, he thanked me. Wow. Yeah, I, I see him in L.A., man, and he uh, he thanked me and, uh, you know, was just really gracious about it. I've heard that he isn't always super easy to get along with, but it sounds yeah, like we had a good relationship. Uh, apparently, he and Jim Duggan had kind of a run-in. Oh, did they? I think if I remember the story right, Jim was like passing him in the hallway during like WrestleMania or something. They, uh, they, I think they bumped shoulders or something. And Jim said something like, Hey, come on, man. Like, you're like, watch where you're going. And Mickey wanted to like sort of come at him. And Jim Duggan could still oh. fuck up anybody, <laughs> oh. <laughs> let alone some actor. Um, and but I guess like I, I think that the security guys kind of got in between them or something. But who oh, Mickey got my lucky? God. Mickey got, he got his ass knocked out. Yes, he would have. Just ask that person that invaded Jim Duggan's house. He can still go. Fucking right, he can, man. <laughs> James Fenton asks, Buddy Landell said in a shoot that he thought you were really gifted as a wrestler. Wondering if you have any stories about Buddy or working with him. No, I don't have much on Buddy. I, I was around him a little bit in Louisiana, and uh, but that's about it. I never wrestled him. Never wrestled him. He worked hard, Marie. I've heard people say over the years that he's one of those guys, like he could stay out all night and party, come in 10 minutes before his match, walk into the ring, and just put on a great performance and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those I believe, dudes. I believe it. Just made for the business. All right, Jake, one more and I'll let you go. All right. Um, was Cheryl, uh, this is Christopher Cross Crawford, was Cheryl afraid of snakes? What yes. was that like? Yes, she was afraid of it. And she used to get so mad at me because I'd come home and I'd have the snake with me and I'd just put it in the laundry room. You know, I wouldn't tell her. Then she'd be in there doing laundry and hear it. Oh, God. You know, and she'd just shit herself, man. <laughs> 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 oh, she'd get fucking mad at me, man. Jake, I told you don't do that to me. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. You know what I've got. Oh my God. So when you would come home with the snake, it, see, I always just assume, like, I don't know, he probably put it in one of his bathtubs or something. You're just sticking no. it in the laundry room. Put it in the laundry room, still in the bag, man. Amazing. Uh, there's a great picture of you out there with Cheryl. Uh, you're doing a promo and you've yeah. got your arms around her with the snake as yeah. well. Oh, and yeah. she hated that. So that's just you messing with her, whatever. Oh yeah, fucking right. <laughs> of course I was. 
just sadistic. Oh my god! You know it's funny, man. Uh, the reason they call marijuana dope is because you think it's some pretty stupid shit to do when you're high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came home one time and and I had the snake out in the front yard, and then I went in the house and my my German Shepherd was wanting to play. So I said, well, fuck, this will be great. I'll, I'll introduce him. So I t- took the dog out there, and the fucking dog went nuts, man. And the dog just took off. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm yelling at the dog, come back, come back, you son of a bitch. And I turn around, and the fucking snake is gone now. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, fuck, where'd he go? You know, I'm in this fucking expensive fucking neighborhood, man. I can't wait. This fucking snake is loose. I'll be going door to door asking about a snake. Oh, my fucking God. I can't believe this shit. Oh, Lord. But I was lucky enough to find the snake. I found the snake, put the snake away, and then I had to get in the car and go look for the dog. (laughs) So the dog didn't just run away. It, like, left the property. He hauled ass, man. (laughs) He didn't want none of that shit. Where'd you find the snake? He had gotten over to, to a hedge. All right. You got up up underneath it. Boy, I'll tell you, it would be probably freaking out your fucking neighbors. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there were a few people that see me out there struggling with it because I was trying to get it out of that hedge. You know, <laughs> he had wrapped himself around shit. And I'm I'm jerking on it. You know, I'm trying to fucking get his head loose so I can jerk on it some more. My God, you know, it's, it's not something you want to see when you you know. You look out your window, there's your neighbors fighting a 20-foot fucking python <laughs> in your front yard, you know? Between that and that scene at the restaurant, man, you put yeah, on those Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, another fun episode of Ask Jake Anything is in the books. Next week, Jake is on the road. He's still making the towns, busy as ever, doing a lot of appearances and whatnot. So with that being the case, we are still committed to bringing you guys fresh content every single week so next week we're going to deliver again we've got a very special guest host wwe hall of famer medusa is joining us on the podcast and we're going to be looking back 27 years to hog wild 1996 and her match with one of her greatest rivals bull nakano so gonna look forward to talking to medusa it's going to be a really fun episode so stay tuned for that one next week If you guys are looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to AdvertiseWithSnake.com yet? Jake is a legitimate household name. He's still over like Rover, and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience that you're targeting. If you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We routinely advertise for the same businesses because they know that what we do works. Head to AdvertiseWithSnake.com. Become a tag team partner with Jake the Snake Roberts. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is your destination for rare signed collectibles straight from Jake himself. Autograph figures, shirts, 8x10s, and much more. If you're a collector, this website is like heaven. Go right now to JakeTheSnakeShop.com and add a new centerpiece to your pro wrestling collection. Uh, Guys, you've got to check out BoxOfGimmicks.com and our Snake Pit page over there. Check out this pair of shorts that we've got. 
Uh, we showed you the the shorts with the ice cream Jake on them. Now you've got WrestleFest Jake, and dude, it's just such cool style. It's it's hot out there, man. It's summer. Why not greet summer in style with an awesome pair of shorts? We've got that tank tops, beach towels, and much more. Again, it's boxofgimmicks.com. Check out the Snake Pit page. Get over to cameo.com slash jakesnake for a personal message from the Hall of Famer himself. Here's a review from Jack. Jake, you really blew our minds in a good way. Thanks so much for taking the time and making this so candid and so personal. Guys, if you're a lifelong fan like Jack, or if you just want to get a fun message from a legendary performer, you've got to get a cameo from Jake. Again, it's cameo.com slash jakesnake. Order yours today. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights and some exclusive content. We also recently did a giveaway for our subscribers there and we'll continue to do those occasionally. So don't miss out like subscribe, hit the notifications bell there right now. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like subscribe, leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on because man, that kind of thing helps us out a ton. Also, just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all of our other shows in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com, starting at just $9 a month. We're talking about early access to the greatest wrestling podcasts out there, and it's less than 15 cents an episode each month. Plus, there's bonus content, so if you love this show, you can get more of this show and stuff that you can't hear anywhere else only at adfreeshows.com. There's chats with your favorite wrestling hosts and wrestling personalities. We bring in guests all the time. There's awesome exclusive shows only on adfreeshows.com, such as the Mailbag series with Nick Patrick. How about uh, Tuesday with the Taskmaster with the great Kevin Sullivan? Guys, if you're a wrestling fan and you are not a member there, I'm telling you, you are missing out. Head to adfreeshows.com today. Get signed up. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter, and follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. Another awesome edition of Ask Jake Anything, and we're going to be back next week talking all things 1992 and Jake's debut in WCW. Can't wait to talk about it, and we'll catch you guys next week right here on The Snake Pit. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and I know a thing or two about walking out on a bad deal, like paying someone else's mortgage. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today with SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You may not even need a down payment. Your new house payment could be less than what you're paying now. So if you're still renting, what are you doing? Conrad and his team can help you reverse your landlord's figure four leg lock and you can move up the card to home ownership. Visit SaveWithConrad.com today. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com today. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!